Hey, Shug, I'm Charmaine, creative of Purposely Petty. Thank you for joining me each week as I welcome guest hosts who have managed to bring pettiness and courageous honesty in precarious spaces. Now, if you're unashamedly brave, navigating tough spaces or just plain old petty when you have to be, then this is a safe space for you. But remember, being petty without a purpose is just plain old me. I'm Purposely Petty, baby. I don't care. Hey y'all. You wanna know what I bet? I bet you can make all your dreams come true. That no obstacle, anything that try to come in your way to make you stop. So when you gonna let them stop playing in your face? Get that bag, nigga, down! Seriously, please get off your butt right now. Could you please stop scrolling? We need what you have to offer. Go after your dream. Go after your business. Go get that degree. Go make that money. Go do your best shoes. Okay, now. Bye. You ever laying down, recalling a situation, whether it was a person, place, or thing, or anything in your life, and you just like, yo, they really got me f***ed up. Three things that got us all f***ed up. Did it help? I hope so. Don't let them keep playing in your face because they got you all the way f***ed up. And I do this every single week. Welcome to Purposely Play to Everybody. Happy Thursday. I hope you're having a great time, a great day. If you didn't have a great day, I hope that something that said tonight will uh, make you have a better day. Um, I'm feeling good because I got the hump out of my wig. I figured out how to get it out. So I'm feeling good. My little Amazon wig. Y'all think it's cute. I think it's cute. I'm looking like my mom. Anyways, I'm really excited about tonight. I have so much to say about the things that we're talking about. Um, but before I do that, y'all know I got to do the little announcements. I got to let y'all know what's good, what's going on, and all of that. So for starters, as always, if you are not following me on um, all of my social media platforms, please go do that at alwayscharmaine.com. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel um, and my website, www.alwayscharmaine.com. That's where you get first details or first deals on things that I have going on, whether it's products or a blog or something that I have to say. So that's where you can get all the information. The next thing is um, breakup toolkits are available. So if you know somebody that's going through a separation or a breakup or a divorce, you want to get this toolkit for them. It was created out of my need of doing something for myself, um, going through numerous breakups. Everybody knows I'm divorced. But I wanted to create something that you could feel like that love that you always wanted is in a box tangibly. So if you don't know the words to say, if you don't know how to just sit still with your friend um, while they're going through their breakup or their divorce, buy them a box. Buy them the breakup toolkit. And it has lots of things in there. Um, I call it a micro luxury self-care box. So you want to go ahead and purchase one of those. And those are also available on www.iwaycharmaine.com. And then last week, I just told y'all about 
Um, matter of fact, the person who is going to be um, my guest host today, she kind of like pushed me into doing it. It was like midnight. She was like, you just need to go ahead and do it. So I created the Breakup Toolkit, but it is a support group for breakup, separation, and divorcees. So if you know somebody, um, like I said, is going through something, they want daily encouragement, they want um, daily tools to help get through that breakup or that divorce, say, hey, Charmaine has a group, you need to go join it, the Breakup Toolkit. We also have virtual um, happy hours. We have informational things like this week. We're going to have a um, matter of fact, let me show y'all right quick. <laughs> so this week we're going to have something um, what we call self-care Sundays. And let me take it out so y'all can really see. It. Let me take this off. I'm going to keep this one up here there. So um, self-care Sundays, we're going to have a happy hour, guided affirmations by my good friend Khadija, meditation sessions, just trying to get your week to start off pretty good. And then the next one, um, we're going to do, that's my house. So we're going to have a special guest, Alonda Hawkins, and she is like one of the top real estate agents in North Carolina, and she's going to be there giving us insight on how we can become homeowners. So you're not just coming in there to vent, you're coming in there to learn and to grow and to expand. Um, you're going to meet people from all walks of life from all over the world who've been going through something similar to you. Um, and so, yeah, Breakup Toolkit is not just a venting session, which, you know, sometimes that's what you get when you join some of these groups. People just tell a very, very, very outlandish stories and then everybody gives their opinion on it, but then there's like really no solutions. So, I wanted to create this so I could also get, provide resources, okay? The next thing is, and then I'm going to start with all these announcements and let my guests come, okay? The next thing is Confessions of a Broken Church Girl is available on www.alwayscharmaine.com. I wrote a whole book, y'all, which is another reason why I'm very passionate about what we're going to talk about tonight. I know our topic um, is that I wish a broke would or something. I can't even think of it because I'm so excited about this one particular topic. Um, but I wrote about some of my own experiences and you can find out all that stuff in my book. And if you don't do that one, then you can wait a little bit later this year when I come out with my second book. Yeah, your girl is working. I'm not playing no games. So now, okay. I didn't get a I didn't get a bio or nothing from her. But I'm gonna just let her introduce herself once she gets up here. I'm going to just say this. She's one of my favorite people in the whole planet. I think I talk to her. I think I talk to Cornetta every single day. And sometimes I have to stop myself from talking to her because I'm like, she has a life. She can't just be. I'm not her only client. I'm not her only person in her life that needs her. But sometimes I act like I'm just the only person that needs her attention. And I got to do better. But I think I feel like she kind of spoils me a little bit. I feel like. I'm her baby, kind of, but I'm not. I know I'm not BJ and the other baby. I know I'm not them, but I kind of feel like I got a special place. But at the same time, she like my sister, my cousin, her mom, and my dad went to Fairfield State University. Bless their hearts, because they decided to go there. I went to Winston State, but they decided to go there. So we know each other from a very, very, very long time. But it's like the last two, three years, she became my business coach and life coach and all these other things and just help me to become a, a overall better person. So without further or the do, Miss Quinetta, no, Quinetta Moore. This is my future millionaire friend. Hey, y'all. 
I'm sorry I didn't beat my face. Um, it's long, okay. This long, is a simple beat. Long day, long day, but I'm here. <laughs> you are here, and I'm so happy that you're here. So, y'all, spread the word right now. Miss Moore, Mrs. Moore is in the building. <laughs> Business Extraordinaire is in the building. So, go ahead and share this with all your friends. I don't care if you share it in a messenger. Just share this page so the folks can know that we are here. So, Netta, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, and then we're going to get into all of our conversations because I'm excited about these. Um, I'm Cornetta Moore. I'm a um, licensed educator. I do have a um, my own business. I'm a marketing and launch strategist and business development expert, and I am passionate about all things that pertain to getting closer and closer to the bag that we that we deserve um i started my business about five years ago after my husband lost his job and um i just kind of i really got it out the mud <laughs> to be honest uh all of my degrees are in education so i don't have any um business marketing that those types of degrees but um god has god has blessed me to be able to really i don't know at what at what point I was able to shift and like throw myself full throttle in this thing. And in about three months, I will celebrate one year of full-time entrepreneurship, um, rewarding, but not easy. And I'm excited about what's to come. And I'm excited that Charmaine thought enough of me to share her platform with me. I'm thankful. Girl, first of all, let me tell y'all something right now. All these cute flyers that I'll be having. <laughs> right there <laughs> i'm telling you the ideas i run everything that i come up with i run my ideas by her first like it'd be one o'clock in the morning to put it what do you think about this like y'all have no idea how much i probably get on nerves and she no, probably okay. never told me but like i run i mean she know a whole lot of stuff that i got coming nobody in this world knows but her so that's how i'm excited i should have had you up here before now but this is the right time. So, first of all, Quinetta last week showed us that she is the champion. <laughs> she is the professional petty champion. After last week, a moment of silence for homegirls inbox because I know they were in shambles. I know they were in shambles because I, when I, when I clicked on the link, first of all, I'm going to let you tell the story. Y'all, okay. So just imagine someone taking your idea, selling it as their own, and you try to be nice about it. You try to be nice about it. And they're just like, girl, boom, I'm going to still do what I'm doing. Don't matter. Once you get yourself straight, then I'll stop. Y'all. She did it to the wrong one. She did it to the wrong one. Quinetta went and bought this woman's domain. Okay. You know what a domain is? A domain is when you go to www.blablabla.com. She went and bought the girl's domain. Okay. I'm going to let her finish telling this story. We can go ahead and start with this um, petty meter. Y'all know every, every single week, every single week, we do the petty meter and we go through and see who has been the most petty. And I think 
this right here this tops it i don't think i ain't i mean i know people who do this my best friend amari does it but in action like when a person has customers coming to their site and they click on it and it's like gone my soul was anchored and it felt so good so go ahead and tell the story y'all this is the professional petty champion i'm hereby giving her that champ that title right now well to be honest i really do not like confrontation confusion i am a peace um advocate i gotta have some type of you know stability and in, in that but i woke up that particular morning and one of my i know charmaine went to um was to salem state but i have to say this because she's a ram i have to say this so it is very true that aggie pride is nationwide <laughs> because you know i i had to throw that in there i had to throw that in there but one of my um classmates that i went to school with text me and long story short if when you buy a cricket machine it's a craft it's a cutting machine and um, you can purchase files for your machine to produce cups, t-shirts, whatever. So there are several groups that sell these files for dirt cheap because it's not, you know, like a dollar. You can get like a bundle for three or four dollars. So uh, my homegirl, she texted me and was like, ain't this your design? And I was like, yeah, that is my design. Um, so long story short. I believe that when you know better, you do better. And when I created that design, I was very new to business. So I did not know better. And when I saw, first of all, when I felt just the, the big, if I can let that be a word, when I felt it, I was just like, I thought in my heart it was going to be something big. But I just kind of played it down. And I just was like, and my husband, every like every four months, he would be like, babe, you need to you need to sell it. Like you need, I feel like there's a window. My husband's he's very saved. He's he's very prophetic. So he'll be like, you know, there's it's a it's an open window, babe. Like you need to go ahead and sell it. And I'll be like, I need to get my paperwork together. Cause now that I know better, I can't just I can't just hop out here because the thing about it is. If you know anything about my story, when I say I got it out the mud, I got it out the mud. Like me and my husband ain't had no money. So that's why I started my business. So I didn't have a thousand dollars laying around to trademark this. Um, so my thing is anybody with a thousand dollars, which is no money, who had that could trademark that and take my idea. So she was selling my, she was not selling my shirt. She was selling my file. So, you know, I posted in the craft groups. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I bought that file. I'm sorry it happened to you. But that particular day, I had at least 25 messages of people who were like searching Etsy and searching Facebook and finding people who were producing my design. And the girl basically was like, I'm not going to stop because it's not trademarked. And although that is true, I made a status and I said, you know, legally, that's true. It's fair game. But, you know, and as a business, as an entrepreneur, first of all, as a black woman. As a black woman, that should not have happened. That uh -uh. I felt like her approach to it should have been different. As a sister that's in business, I'm not. I'm not gonna chop you down because when I when I really say that we can all eat, the problem is there's a lot of unclaimed food that nobody knows about. We can all eat. We really can. And so, why you you really want my design? <laughs> y'all my husband you you really want my design that bad like that bad and it's it's so much that can be done 
it's so many business ideas that are unclaimed. People have not even started businesses. Um, and you want my design. So to be honest, I don't know what came over me. I don't, cause I don't, I don't know why I, I went to GoDaddy to even see if she owned that domain. Like it was like something, this was like, ooh. And mm -hmm. so I saw that mm -hmm. she didn't own it. I, I could have kept my $11, but I, I'm gonna own her domain for at least five years until, and I'm gonna renew it every time. And not, not to be petty, but to let you know that now, and marketing 101 is continuity across all of your platforms. So I don't care if you have another similar domain, you don't have that one. Mm -hmm. And see, she almost caught me with my work undone because I was like, ooh, I don't even own QuinettaMoore.com. So I had to make sure I snatched up my assets as well because yeah. I'm, I'm rebranding from the from classy. That was cute when I first started, but for brand longevity, I'm moving to Quinetta Moore across all my platforms. So, you know, and just a, a pro tip, I buy the, the same way people buy like rental properties. That's how I buy domains. If I think of a business idea, I'm going to buy the domain because I feel like in the at some point somebody may have a similar idea and I have at least uh, $5,000 worth. Not that I've spent, but, you know, domains are worth a lot of money. Like yeah. if someone tried to buy Beyonce.com, <laughs> they they come off of millions if she wanted to transfer that ownership of that domain. So I right. had an idea today and I was like, oh, that's a good idea about the domain for it. Because if somebody has a similar idea, what GoDaddy will say is, you can't buy it, but we can broker this deal and you can give me $5,000 for that one domain. So, you know, right. that's just kind of where we are. Um, I threw a sale. And to be honest, I'm, you know, she posted her Shopify back in on Facebook because somebody sent me the screenshot. And she, she may have made a few hundred dollars from selling that design. But... My my business saw multiple four figure increases in one day, you know, and that's not even to brag or anything, but it's to let you know that as entrepreneurs and as people, we got to have some type of integrity because in my opinion, that's what it boiled down to. It was a matter of integrity. Like I told y'all, the champ is here. <laughs> the champ is here. Of course, we're going to talk more stuff about money and budgeting and goals and all that stuff. So we're going to get right into it. But <laughs> Taylor's talking about when you finish with it, she's going to buy it. I cannot. <laughs> we can go We can, We can. can go in half on that thing. I'm weak. And y'all, I don't know why my picture is blurry today, but thank y'all for still being here. I don't know why it's blurry. At any rate, this is what I'm ready to talk about. Everybody's been talking about it. It's been everywhere. And it's here. Here it is. Here it is. And yeah, I could have got a better picture. But I wanted present day look. Okay. I could have got a better picture. Now, before we get into this, I'm going to also invite my special guest i'm gonna call her the expert she's a parenting coach i love her to death always brings a refreshing perspective um she's been on one me and my brother show before and we talked about when married and divorced people talk she was up there giving realness and i don't think people were ready for her then so i'm pretty sure they're not gonna be ready for her right now at any rate i would like to introduce to everybody 
Miss Peaches Dean. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yes. So I want you to just tell the people a little bit about yourself, what you do. Um, and then we're going to get right into this Kirk and carry on because I want to get it off my chest early because I've been holding all this in for right. <laughs> um, well, like you already said, my name is Peaches Dean. I am a parenting coach, children's book author. Um, I do a little poetry, all those types of things. I've worked with all types of families in multiple settings. I'm studying sociology right now with a focus on family. So that's me in a nutshell. I am a mom to a 20-month-old baby girl that is giving us hell right now. But I'm um, <laughs> trying to wean, honey, trying to get off these breasts. Um, but yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Um, well, I'm so happy that you were able to carve out some time in your schedule so we could talk about this. Um, so if I'm, if you if you haven't heard about this, you've maybe been up under a rock. So I don't remember what day it was sometime last week. Carry on. First of all, let me just say this. He has been expressing, I would say, um, disdain and sadness and rejection, abandonment, all the things. He's been doing it. He's been doing this for years. But for some reason, this particular video went viral. It was a video of GP, are you with me? Your cousin, your nephew, your uncle, whoever, cussing his son, slam out. Okay? Slam out. Full stop. I don't care. I don't care that he was a gospel artist. This was a father cussing out his son. This, mm -hmm. I don't care that he is a 16 Grammy winner. I don't care about none of that. Stella Awards, be, none of that. This was a father. And let me say this because everybody kept bringing it. This was a father cussing out his 33-year-old son as if the age mattered. Okay. There were words exchanged. <laughs> and then Kirk gave out a apology. To the I people. say what I really think of. <laughs> yeah, to the people, not to his son. He gave the apology to his fans. Okay, not to his son. I'm not going to say what I really thought about that apology, but I have definitely expressed that in group chats galore. But I will say it did not feel heartfelt to me. It felt like a PR scramble trying to get everything together. And then what stood out is a couple words that he said, but we'll get back to that later. So he does the apology. Carry on said, oh, really? I'm going to release some more. Bam. He released another video. Mm -hmm. You ain't, you hadn't heard the other one? He released another video. Same kind of thing. Same animosity. Same aggression. Same all that. Okay? So then the next day, Carry on also, um, we find out that, you know, Kurt Franklin's about to be on, I think, the Tamron show. Tamron show. Tamron Hall. Tamron Hall, who was already scheduled to be up there anyway, but of course they addressed everything that was going on with the leaked video. I don't know who their PR people is, but they're doing an excellent job. Excellent job. Carry on pretty much says you guys can be manipulated by whatever he's going to say on the interview. That's your business, but I'm done. I'm going to still, you know, I guess keep exposing things that has been happening to him over the years. Carry on's mom also spoke out. I think she probably shouldn't have said anything. She did not make it better. Um, 
And then it's just been like an up and down, up and down thing. And of course, everybody has different views on what they feel like, if Kirk was right or if the son was wrong. Um, some people just flat out saying, well, my mom and daddy cussed me out. And I'm just like, that's unfortunate. They was cussing you out. And it's also unfortunate that you think that was normal and it's okay. Um, and then there's other people who, who are like, oh, this is crazy. I can't believe this happened. You know, so it's so many different views. I'm going to stop talking. I definitely want to hear from what, what you guys are thinking when you first initially saw the video. Whoever wants to go first can. Um, do you want to go first, Bonetta? You can go ahead. Um, <laughs> I think I just was shocked. Not because Kirk is a gospel singer, because I was once a Christian and will uh, cuss anybody out if it's warranted, minus with the exception of my child and people who I'm trying to have relationship with, right? Like my sister pissed me off. I'm not going to just full out cuss her out because I want to have a relationship with her. And once you say something, you cannot take it back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was just shocked because if you're trying to convince me anyway, since you gave a public apology to the public, that you want to have a relationship with your child. I can't believe that if you would continue to do something like that, that would further bridge the gap between y'all. Because it wasn't like he just said, you're getting on my effing nerves. He called him a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> he, he, he called him completely out of his name um, and degraded him. And it doesn't matter whether he's 33 that is your child. And so you just don't go from, you know, I've been praying and we just been in therapy and been trying to be peaceful to calling him that you, that's something you've been doing. It may have not been those particular words, but you've been calling him out of his name. You've been lashing out. This is not just something that just happens in one instant. So yeah. that's what, um, because I never even knew he had a son until I saw the video. I've never even seen this boy before. Um, at all. And maybe that's just me because I didn't grow up in church. But no, you You weren't alone. It was a lot of people that was like, I didn't oh, even know he existed. Yeah, it was a lot of people like that. Um, but I feel like him, a lot of people not knowing him kind of further supported his feelings of nobody even knows who I am. I'm not really included. I haven't been in pictures. You don't treat me like other people. And then Kirk, when he was in the interview, he says, me and my family has been trying to deal with this issue. And I'm like, isn't Carrie on your family too? Right. That shows the separatism. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, Peaches. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just trying to like, for me as a parenting coach, um, I want to encourage parents. That's what I do to help them have relationships with their children because I love children. So I think what disheartens me is everybody, especially a bunch of gospel artists who we all love and who want to minister us into God's presence, who are just supporting Kirk. But you don't see that this child, grown man or whatever, is hurting. If he was just a random person that just walked into your church, you would minister to him. You would love him. But then now you because you know who his dad is, 
you have nothing to say for him. You offer up no words of encouragement to him. It's just team Kirk. And that is an even bigger problem when it comes to the church, but it's also just a problem period. We're supposed to be team Franklin family. It's not supposed to be one against the other. It's supposed to be, we're here for both of them. How can we pray for y'all to get y'all to reconcile? You know what I mean? So that's, what's really, really sick about the situation. Quinetta. Um, I think that there are a lot of different variables that I, I was I was thinking about. And I know people may think that what I'm getting ready to say could be irrelevant, but I feel like it's it's very relevant. Um, you know, I don't know the relationship that Kirk has with Carry On's mother, but it's evident of where it ended up, seeing as how I believe he remarried. I'm not sure if Tammy was his second marriage or him and him and um her name is Sean. Him and Sean Ewing, he says on the interview that they have a very good relationship. Um, they had carry on when they were 17. They did not marry. He ended up marrying Tammy, you know, years later. So that's but he says that they have a good co-parenting relationship. And Tammy co-signed it. Um, any, any time it's difficult for me because I don't, I don't know what that looks like in terms of how I grew up. Um, I will never forget. I wasn't, I was in high school. I was, it, I was in high school when I realized what people meant when they would say, oh, I'm going to my daddy house. Like I, I heard that from, you know, elementary, middle and high school. And I would be like, yeah, you live, you live with your daddy. Like, what you mean? You're going to your, your dad. Like, I really did not know what that looked like. I didn't know until I was 15, 16 years old that some people just don't live with both parents. And I think that the way we communicate with our kids has an indelible mark on their perception of life and their perception of relationships in general. And when something is suppressed for so long, you cannot expect someone to keep holding that in because they would they can literally kill themselves like that sounds so extreme but that can happen and i don't think that carry on was right for leaking that i felt like that was not a good move but i felt like i felt like he felt in his mind that was his extreme resort to get some attention from his father now, one thing I do know is that um, I don't want to tell my husband business, but my husband and his father have a peculiar relationship. And I've had to li- walk that out with him. And I do know that every man needs his father in such a way. And when you're not even in pictures with your daddy and your daddy is a famous person, he feels away. Um, what I will say bothered me. This is random. I was very disappointed, um, like as Peaches said, with many of the gospel artists. And I don't judge. Now, my husband's a pastor. I'm a first lady. I don't judge. Charmaine will tell you. I do not. Um, but she's got plenty of chances to judge me. <laughs> I felt like this turned into the normalized Christian cussing thing. And that bothered me too, because that's not okay. That's not okay. And so 
I, I felt like, you know, it, because it was Kurt, a lot of things, you know, we let slide. I felt like repentance is needed. Therapy is needed. All that is needed on both ends. But it was, it's not okay. And I heard what Kurt was saying, like, y'all didn't hear me call the therapist or whatever like that. But, you know, this is your child. And it's, it's I don't care if, if he's 43 years old, 53 years old that that impacts them and so my heart really does go out to him because i can't imagine how he feels at night like trying to go to sleep you know and then because everything is played out on social you can get on instagram and that's your way of catching up with your dad and seeing you know the family do their thing and go to go on vacation and you know so you chilling that that bothered me i like like Peaches was saying, I feel like this situation presented a bigger issue, one that I have been very passionate about. I had a whole conference called State of the Family Conference about two years ago, Uncovering Hard Truths, where I really talked about and I set up a whole thing. We had a licensed therapist. We had sessions for the babies, learning how to communicate. You know, it was a whole thing. Because it bothers me to no end. And I know people personally that their parents are ministers of the gospel or whatever. They're doing Christians don't matter. They believe and profess Jesus Christ. And they have no relationship with their children. Or it's estranged or they don't talk. Um, they act like the person doesn't exist. And for me, it is bothersome. Because I'm just like, how can you talk about the love of Jesus and the love of Jesus is everything? How can you talk about the love of Jesus or helping your brother and your sister and you can't figure out how to communicate with your own child? Somebody that you brought into this world. Oh, hey, your own wife, your husband, your whoever, somebody in your family that you just cannot figure out how to make it work. And one of the things that used to bother me is seeing pastors be nicer to strangers than they are their own families and so i was like okay i'm done talking about it i'm gonna have a conference i'm gonna do something because i just think it's it's ludicrous to me if anything you should be trying to make your family the strongest thing that you can that's your first ministry out of everything your family your children your wife your husband your your brothers your sisters those are the relationships that you should be trying to mend all the time. I, and I would just say it. I have had some tumultuous times with Apostle Mal Williams. Okay. Had some crazy times with Pastor Mary Williams. It was rough. I had rough times with Mal Williams Jr. Okay. We have had some. I'm talking about getting it in. We won't cussing each other out. We would use the other words that I mean when I tell you my family can cut you without cussing, we are queens and kings of that. We don't have to cuss. We don't have to say a word, but sometimes the words without using cussing, they're worse. They are like work, they're like horrible, horrific. And like people said, you can't take those words back. You already got them out there, and then you gotta sit with that. And if you got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost for real, He's gonna convict you. You're gonna feel bad. You're gonna be like, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. I was wrong for that. And so one of the things that we started implementing instead of having family Bible study all the time or family prayer all the time, we started having family meetings. We were like, look, I don't like what you said here. This made me feel this way. And most of the time, I'm the one that starts crying. 
When we have the meetings, I'm always the one. My voice start quivering. I start shaking. It's always me. My ass so tough, but I'm telling you, the family meetings, I am a total baby. Because I'm just like, my family means everything to me. Because at the end of the day, when I'm going through something, I know them three right there, exactly. Mal Mary and Mal Jr., they got me. They got me. And so it just breaks my heart when I see when this whole Kirk and carry on situation, it totally breaks my heart. I'm super grieved. I'm also I was grieved to see other, you know, um, pastors and like she would say gospel artists that are like really cap caping for Kirk right now. I'm just like, God always goes for the one y'all up here for the ninety nine. He always goes for the one. So the one carry on is the one right now. Nobody exactly. is like it's only a few people who are really holding him up, loving on him, not telling him he's lying, not telling him he's wrong. Now, granted, yes, professionally, I, I, I ain't making no, nothing that Mal say to me. I just wouldn't do it. But I would let him know off camera what's up. <laughs> but I would not be licking anything like that part. But I feel like it was just a point of desperation. He didn't feel like he had no other choice but to do that. So, teachers, what can we do moving forward with our families? Like, with the parents side, how do we talk to them? Because I, I know my mom, she had a very hard time transitioning from Charmaine, the 5-year-old, the 15-year-old, the 25-year-old, and now. So, it's been, but she's done way better with that transition than my dad. <laughs> my dad mm-hmm. is still seeing me sometimes. I think he see me at, like, 25 now. I think we're four. <laughs> Me and my daddy, we we so much alike. We are so much alike. We both like right. Boom, 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 clap back for days. Snap like quick, witty, funny. I'm my dad with a wig on. Heart, <laughs> I, seriously, my daddy's heart is so big though. He's the most. I understand, girl. I'm a daddy's girl too, to the core. That, that is my man. Like I don't play by him. I talk. I'm like, Dad, I just see so much of you. That's why we go hard. Like, I be talking to him like he's my son, but he not. <laughs> At the end of the day, I know it's my daddy, and I love him. Same thing with my mom. But how do we find strategies to where we don't lose our patience with our children, with our parents, and we really learn how to communicate with each other? Because I don't want to beat the hell out of my kids when I do have right. them. I don't want to yell at them. I'm definitely not going to cuss at them. So, like, right. what can we do? Well, one thing that we have to begin remove begin to remove is this hierarchy thing um people it's like you see all over social media girls in business be like i'm a boss b i'm this i'm this but when you really are something you don't have to make sure somebody know that you that let Mm -hmm. other people praise you right so as a parent you don't have to be like i'm a parent you're gonna respect me i'm the elder you're gonna respect me respect will be given when respect is earned if you respect me, I have no reason why I should disrespect you. Yeah. So if you are constantly loving and pouring into somebody and respecting them as a human being, they are going to give you that same respect back. How you talk to them will be how they talk to you. Casey is learning language right now. My 20 month old, she's learning language. So if I'm constantly telling her, bless you, after she sneezes, she's going to eventually just say it to me when I sneeze because I always say it to her. If I say, excuse me, when I walk past her, she's going to start doing the same thing because she's picking up on how things work. You don't have to force your child to say thank you because they will begin to say it when you do those things. So going forward, 
if we want our children to do something, we have to do it first. We have to stop doing this whole um, do as I say and not as I do, because children learn by what they see. So mm -hmm. if you want your children just to know to clean up, they need to see you cleaning up. You want them to do whatever it is you need to do. You can't tell your child, get off that tablet. You need to read a book. When the last time you read a book, <laughs> you know, simple things like that. If you're not going to do it, quit expecting your children to do it. Yeah. So that's number one going forward is let's see our children as humans first that are learning from you. They are learning. They know nothing until they see you and what you put in their environment and how you nurture them. Now, I was reading um, some things about Kirk and that he resented his son for making him making him a 17 year old parent yeah. without judgment. That is a very real emotion that a lot of um, parents experience, whether they're 17 or 30. If it wasn't a planned pregnancy, um, it is likely that it is hard for that parent to accept them because they have resentment. This is something that happens often, happens to mothers who carry the baby full term. So I have no judgment for that. That is a very real and raw emotion. I can appreciate that Kirk expressed that so other people know that they're not crazy for feeling the same way. But imagine being Kirion having to watch and read that growing up that I messed up my daddy's life and he holds on to that his whole life. And now that Kieran is getting older and he's seeing the things that Kirk can do with his other kids, now that he has more money, you know, now that he's out here doing all these great things, me and my sister almost kind of had that same dynamic because she had a 15 year old Yvonne as a mother. I had a 30 year old Yvonne as a mother, same mother, but different person because a 15 year old girl is going to be a different mom than when she's 30. When she was with my sister's dad, my mom was being abused. She was a different woman, opposed to me with my dad, who's in the military taking care of home. And my mom gets to be a stay-at-home mom and do crafts with me. My sister didn't get that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So that breeds resentment in him, too. So another thing that we have to do, and I know people ain't going to like this, we have to start family planning. We have to stop just having babies, <laughs> because we want babies and you can take that how you want it for abortion, not for abortion, celibate, pro having sex, whatever you want to say, stop having children that you are not emotionally prepared to have. No, you won't have it all together. Say that again. I said, it looks like I'm going to be 40 having a kid because I ain't ready. Listen, and if you're not ready, that's okay. And you may never be ready and that's okay. Maybe you want to mm -hmm. adopt and get you one that can already do stuff because you can't handle toddlers and them tantrums. And that's cool. I can respect honesty. You know what I'm saying? Don't mm -hmm. go having no baby out here to please other people if you know you cannot handle it. Because it is not a toddler's fault that they having temper tantrums and you mad because grandma don't want to keep them because he always having temper tantrums and now you can't go to the basketball game because don't nobody want to keep your tantrum and baby. Listen, these are real things that we got to be prepared for. Stop having children if you are not ready to have children because they deserve better. They just do. They Let's do. remove these hierarchies thinking that we're better than our children because we have a little bit more time and experience. Let's treat them better and let's be ready for them emotionally. You should know about child development. I always hear in parent coaching, there ain't no manual for these kids. Yes, there are. <laughs> They're called child development books. And if you read them, 
you can learn different strategies and figure out which one fits for your child. Um, every time my baby has a tantrum, she has learned. She'll go one, two, three, and breathe. And sometimes, depending on what she's mad about, it might take her longer to get there. But she got that skill, though. I don't have to pop and tear up them legs. And now I'm giving her anxiety and she's afraid to express herself because now she's going to get a spanking every time she expresses herself. No, I'm going to give her a skill. I'm going to teach her how to calm down. And then we're going to have a conversation about why she can't have what she wanted. And we're going to move on and get something else. We have to give our children skills over spankings. That's what I'm preaching to everybody right now. Skills over spankings because spankings are doing nothing but giving us anxiety. They're causing separations in the family. They're causing resentment in the family. They're causing mistrust in the family. It's doing us no favors, but making us feel like, oh, I have control and I have power. You are power hungry because you are insecure and you need to do better. We need to do better at the end of the day. Going to therapy is good. It is needed. Go to therapy. But ask your therapist for real strategies when you get in there to do homework for when you're at the house, because the therapist ain't always going to be available. You yeah. need to know what to do. You need to know we have an agreement when we're both heated. I'm going to go to my room for five minutes and then we'll meet back in the hallway. Something you have to implement something because respect has to be the standard. It has to be. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, Cornetta, when it comes to not even music, but just church period, what do you think it's going to take for us to, I believe, because people say, well, he's human. You know, he's not perfect. And I'm like, nobody's asking for perfection. Nobody's excluding his humanity. But I truly believe that grace and accountability can coincide. Grace and accountability can go hand in hand. There's no reason why we can say, while we understand your humanity, we have to hold you accountable for how you're treating your son. Because I think somebody commented a little bit earlier, had this been his daughter releasing that? Yes. Baby, baby he, was good. he would be good as done. But because it's his son, you know, people are like, well, he needs to, you know, man up. He should be over it by now. But then I'm looking like, do you know how many dudes being on these altar calls crying and boohooing because their daddy ain't there? The same thing with some of the women who saying some of the things they're saying. I'm just like, we you have so many issues when it comes to um your father or your mother, but you're gonna look at carry on like he, you you don't see yourself in carry on. It's not as extreme, but I saw some parts of me in carry on where you want certain things from your parents and you just not getting it and you don't know what else to do. Aside from all that, why do you think we have this big issue in church? First of all, we don't like to talk about real issues for real, for real. We kind of like surface. What are we going to do as the body of Christ? This is not just an isolated Kirk and carry on event. This is happening at storefront churches and backwood counties in Georgia and North Carolina, South Carolina. It's everywhere. Okay. It's a whole bunch of pastors. I'm friends with their kids. Their kids can't stand them, okay? And half the time, the parents can't stand the kid either. But we all preaching the love of Christ. We planning conferences. We having virtual meetups, all that stuff, and don't even like our kids. What do you think we can do? What is going to happen where we can, like, navigate some kind of thing 
when we get our families more together because honestly i feel like we're not going to see real breakthrough for real we're not going to see real revival for real until we get our families in order until you can treat your children at the level at the same level that you do the same kids in children's church the same people that pay and tithes at the church until you can do that it's going to be some type of divide what are, what are your thoughts surrounding that oh people is tearing up these comments right now um you you really hit something on the head um when you spoke about real revival and real change um the i don't i don't blame the old church because they were only doing what they knew yeah and to be honest you know i don't think that i don't know anyway i i, I really think that we have to like you said grace and accountability can work in tandem and i can i can forgive you i can love on you and i can restore you because that's the part about mm grace that people don't talk about like I can restore you like you can come back to that place but I'm mm -hmm. going to hold you until accountable and yeah. if someone is um rejects that accountability then we need to stop there and dig because there are really issues that people have covered up with speaking in tongues and going to church for so long and I personally am I refuse to live that way and what I what I want for the church to do is to really foster the family. And, I, and by fostering the family, I don't mean by marriage conferences. We need those because you know the married the married women don't don't want to suck D-I-C-K because they feel like they're going to hell. That's 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 just one thing, right? Baby. Um, Baby. And being my inbox asking for asking for advice, girl. Mm -mm. That's, girl, that's problematic. Don't that's be problematic, asking me. Right? I'm a single divorcee. Don't ask me, girl. <laughs> that right there is really problematic. And, you know, and not just like these things are, are really working um, in isolation. Like you have children's church, you have singles ministry, you have marriage, whatever. But are, are we really going to have, are, are we going to pay the therapist the money that they are worth? to come in to the small group and take four families and we're going to talk about this issue right here because what what i see happening go ahead boo i just want to say you hear the thing right there when you say pay the therapist we have to just stop going to whatever therapist because sometimes the therapist the type of therapy you're going to isn't the right type of therapy go yeah. to specialized people for what you're dealing with if you got problems in the bedroom you need to go to a sex therapist and stop being afraid to go to a sex therapist. Go ahead. Um, yeah, we, we got to really have have those discussions. And not not only that, we have to have them consistently because I, I've, I've seen this happen so many times because my dad has been a pastor my whole life. And the children, their relationship with their parents or just the family unit is cool until like the, the children get 18 and then the parents mm -hmm. are pissed because you know they felt like they did the right thing and you can you can put your child in church and still not raise your child the best way mm -hmm. and 
I, I I've, I've seen some things happen and I'm just like, and, and people say, well, so-and-so knew better because they came up in church. No, you drug them to church. They sat on the back row. They did what they wanted to do, or they was in the bathroom in church kissing and humping and doing whatever. Um, so you didn't raise them in the church. You took them to church when you went. Come on, and people parents yeah. are not having these conversations with their children. Um, husbands and wives are, are not talking about what they should be talking about. And that's that's not the case for me because I'm going to tell you, no, lick it over there. That that right there is not it. So people have got do that. conversations. Because it's a mess. So I think that when we start having those real conversations, and like, and like she said, go to the specialized folk because you're so worried about perception that you scared to get help at the own expense of your family, the people that yes. you pray to ask God for. That's yes. It. Yes. And stop lying. Because one thing that I've seen... <laughs> One thing that I have seen when working with uh, teachers, um, working with parents at the daycare, working in the clinics, wherever, I will say, this is something you need to do. And they'll say, I did that and did it once. But we went to therapy and went once. When you are trying to change a behavior, if, you've been, if you were raised to get spanked, if you were raised to get talked to any kind of way, and so you just think, well, shoot, my mama did that with me. That's what I'm going to do to my kids. And now you're doing it with your kids and you see that something's going on. It's not working. And you have a friend that just says, go to therapy. So you call the first therapist that's on Google and you go to therapy and you listen to the lady or the man. And then you leave and be like, well, we went, but nothing changed. Ma'am and sir. Are you thinking you need to go to multiple therapists, see who has the best fit for you and whomever you're going to therapy with. Right. Get it all out on the floor. Learn to communicate because in situations, especially with Kirk and carry on that man, 33 years old, and they have, are finally combusting. This is 33 years of mess. It is going to take more than one apology, more than two apologies. Because when somebody has felt some way their whole life due to how you did did them, you just saying, I'm sorry and let's move on does not happen. Because now that person, you've created a habit. That habit has sat in their soul and their spirit and their being and has cultivated entirely who they are. This right. is just like couples who get cheated on. They find out he's been cheating on them the whole time. Five years of cheating and you think going to therapy once is supposed to fix everything. No, this is a, a long walk. So you don't get to hurt somebody and then tell them that, oh, well, I apologize. So you need to be over it now so we can move on. No, baby, you, you have to sit with that. Like I had to sit with it. I had to be uncomfortable my whole life. And you want to be uncomfortable for a month. It, it don't work that way. It does not work that way. My... It don't work that way. And my hope is that people will see the situation and not just keep giving their opinions solicited or unsolicited and look inward. Nobody wants to admit that they have toxic behaviors. Nobody exactly. wants to admit that they have contributed to the deterioration of a relationship or a friendship. Nobody really wants to do that. But when you get to a place, you're like, I love this person enough to own my stuff 
to own yes. I am a mess. I am selfish. I just think about myself. Um, you know, I'm not considerate. I, when you can take the time to be like, you know what? I need to see it from their point of view, how they're viewing me. Not how I view myself or how the public looks at me. But how does this person that I care about, that I love, how do they look at me? And why are they looking at me this way? When we can get to that moment, we can be honest enough to be like, dang, they're right. I need to change that. That is when we can see true healing, true transformation in our families. And then that will um, flow out into our churches. But until that happens, we're going to keep doing this. Kirkus We're gonna keep playing. We're gonna keep playing. And I'm for me, I'm like, I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna keep I didn't do the State of the Family conference last year because we was in a bit of a pandemic. And I'm just like, I don't I don't even know it's happening. But it's happening this year because I know God gave me that for a reason. Because I really and truly want to see families loving on each other hard, yeah, just as hard. The same energy that you put into um Intercessory prayer. I need you to do that same energy showing up for your baby's basketball games when your mm. baby's cheerleading. Don't put the church and everything else above your babies and what they got right. going on. Because for them, they're gonna say, "Oh, church and everything else is more important to my parents yep. than I am." Whether that's your intention or not, your intention could be like me and my father and my brother. We went out to dinner, and um, my dad. I, I asked my dad this question. I was like, what do you think you could have done better as a father? He immediately went to the spiritual realm. He immediately said, I should have spent more time on spirit. I said, dog, there's nothing more spiritual you could have done. I got it. I know the Bible. I know the word. I know God for myself. I can pray for myself. I know Jesus' love is real. All that. I got that part. I was like, I would have liked to see you at more of my cheerleading games. I know I won't play basketball and I was cheering, but come look at me holler. <laughs> come look Show at me up jump. For me. Come look at me jump. And I was like, Dad, you know one of one of my favorite memories from high school is when I was running track and I saw my daddy and my mama walk up. My daddy had on a leather jacket and leather pants because my daddy can dress for the old school people. He dressed for the old school. My mama and my daddy rolled leather pants, rolled up, and it gave me, period. It gave me this boost of confidence, baby. When I tell you I came in first place and beat up my previous time, because my mama and daddy was out there. They missed Bible study for my track meet. So I had to show out. I had to show out. I'm just saying. You got to show up. Priority. We got to show up for our children. And I'm just saying, if you want your teacher, this is coming from an educator right here. If you wouldn't want your teachers, your children's teacher cussing out your babies, you shouldn't be cussing them out either because you're going to be the first one at that school. Yes. The first one at the school. Um, Don't be talking to my kid like that. Don't be doing this to my baby. Don't be doing X, Y, and Z. You don't want the teachers to do that. You don't want the administrators to do that. You don't need to do it either. Because I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you right now, you come at me, I'm coming right back at you. <laughs> and that's a good point because people will say, that's my baby. I birthed them. I take mm-hmm. care of them. Da-da. So you should be the first person that should respect them. Absolutely. You should be 
the first person that respects them. And I love that you brought that up about your um, about you asking your dad, what do you think you could have done better? Because one thing I encourage my parents to do is every every three, four months, you need to be asking your child, hey, how have I made you feel lately? And I know some parents that do a daily during nightly meditation or nightly prayer. They ask their child, how did I make you feel today? What's something that I could do better? And they'll say, mom, you've been really, really upset lately. And you've been snapping on me for like little things. And you also need to give your children space in the moment when you fussing about why this trash ain't out, da, 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 for your child to say, mom, are you okay? Why are you yelling at me right now without you then getting mad and turning on them that talking or something crazy? Yeah. Give yeah. them the space to correct you because when yeah. they go out there in the world, we're, the home is the training ground. So when your daughter go off and she date Raekwon and he thinking he about to snap on her, she need to have that confidence that she got from being in your home to say, Raekwon, who was you talking to? I don't tolerate being disrespected like that. Don't talk to me that way because she was able to tell you don't talk to her that way because she don't tolerate disrespect from nobody. We have to empower our children. But if you constantly are beating your child down, don't talk to me that way. You don't correct me. I'm the mama. I'm the daddy. That's teaching them to never correct anybody, especially when you're in the church realm where we're taught, you know, the man is the head of the household. So now they go and marry a man. Now he the head of the household. So now he get the snap when he wants to because he the head of the home. And you taught your baby that. You taught her to settle for that. You teach your sons he could talk to people like that. Because now he the big man on campus and he pay all the bills. No, no, no. Okay. Empower your children. Let them correct you because you're not above reproach. You are flawed. And parents will say all the time, I know I'm not perfect, but they never want to admit to what they're not perfect about. Well, what aren't you perfect about? <laughs> what aren't you perfect about, Susan? <laughs> what ain't you perfect about? Oh, so you know that's wrong. So stop doing it. Period. Stop doing it. We all got room to grow. We all have room to grow. All got room to grow. Um, we all have room to be better. And that's 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 what that this whole segment was about. Being better humans, being better daughters, sons, mothers, fathers, whatever our roles are in each other's lives, sisters and brothers. I I'm not gonna give up. We're gonna love each other one way or the other. We're gonna get it back to man. We got, we got to. Cornetta, you got any last thoughts before we go to the next thing? Because I think Peaches, Peaches, y'all, if you are not following Peaches, I need you to go do that right now. If you like, you know what, Peaches stepping on my toes tonight about parenting, let me go set up a session so I can get some strategies and some Come tools that I can use so I can be a better mama, better daddy to my babies. Hit her up. That's her Instagram. Go find her right now. She's an author. She's all those things. She got a prettiest little girl. She's the cutest little thing. And I just love everything she's doing uh, with it. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, ma'am. Strategies for snatching our wigs. For making us be like, listen, we got to get it together. We have got to get it together. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. So y'all, now we... I'm going to hurry up because Cornetta looking real sleepy. <laughs> Cornetta is looking real 
Believe me, and I gotta hurry up. So, of course, today's episode was I thought a bro be said something. I wanted to talk about goals and side hustles. So, one of the things I feel like is really, 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 really important um, is having multiple streams of income. I feel like in my life, you're one of the people who have multiple things. You got income coming from multiple places. So, one of the things um, that I want to do, of course, is to get out of debt, get my credit right. Went through that divorce, honey, and I'm telling you, it really threw me for a loop. I was out here looking real ugly. At any rate, um, you don't have to tell people what you're doing because, first of all, this ain't no free business advice, okay? This is not what this is, and this ain't this, and that ain't this. What this is is just encouragement for people to find different avenues, places that they can look for um, avenues to do other side hustles so they can get on their money straight we are in the third quarter i mean the first quarter of the year and so one of the things i have learned from cornetta is to plan out how i want the rest of my year to go financially goals that i have for my businesses those that i have for myself personally so if you can just speak to that for a little bit and then we're going to go to something else and then we're going to get up out of here um i i am I'm, i don't I, i'm not queen side hustle but i will find a way to make some money and when you have been without, you understand how important it is to have. And I'm not, I don't come from one of those families where it's just like, you know, my mom and them got it from the mud. My mom and my mama got money. Like not, not even trying to be funny, but like my mama, she wasn't getting it from them. Now when she was coming up, she'll tell us like, you know, I didn't have much, but I saw my mom, you know, I never forget I was in college and my mom took me to the, to the store to get some furniture from my apartment. And, you know, sometimes people kind of profile you or whatever when you're trying to fill out these credit apps. And my mom, my mom is funny. So she was filling out like and they asked about her income. And so they asked about her monthly income. And so my mama, she put her monthly income down and she she was so slick with it. And she pointed. She was like, look, that's that's what I make a month um, after uh, before taxes. And I see like, Mary oh, that much, and she was like, <laughs> "Yeah," and and you know, my mom was like, "I can buy this whole, I can buy all this in cash if I wanted to." So they need to go ahead and let me get what I got to get. And so, you know, when when you grow up, you do sometimes you make poor decisions, but it's not about those poor decisions. It's about how you rebound from those poor decisions. And I've always wanted yeah. to, you know, be like my mom and um, just have the stability that my mom has. And I'm just like. I can't, I can't do it with just the school check. My mama worked for the government. That's, that's a different check. So, you know, these public folks paying you, even with three, four degrees after taxes, you getting $3,400 a month. Okay. That's, that's about it. So it's, mm. it's rough out here. And so I, when I realized that I was really good in business, my mind went back when I was a little girl, I used to like, I wanted to do hair. I had a hair braiding business for like a month. Um, I was a freelance makeup artist for a long time. Um, one of my homegirls called me, the same girl who told me about the shirt, she called me and asked me to do her makeup. And because um, I did freelance makeup for such a long time. So I've always had hustle in me. And I cannot go to work from eight to five and clock in on these other people's job and not give myself nothing. And I'm not against work. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I was able to leverage the skills that I learned at work, but you have to learn how to make work work for you. So whatever, right. whatever you do professionally, 
let me tell you, before I had kids, I was at all the trainings. When I say all the trainings, I was at all the trainings. And I literally learned all the things because I needed to leverage those things in my own business to make my own money. So if you are um, in, literally, you can make money anywhere. There are people who are specializing in systems. Um, you may be a Microsoft Excel expert. You can make six figures from doing that. I know people who do it because we all, we, there is a place for everybody. That's, that's why I said we really all can eat, but everybody's trying to eat. Everybody wants filet mignon, right? I'm okay with shrimp. All right. I'm okay with sausage. I'm okay with chicken. I'm okay with a little spinach, but everybody want a steak. You know what I'm saying? So we, we kind of change our mindset about the side hustle. Your side hustle does not have to be a boutique. You don't have to sell bundles for your side hustle. All right. I know some people with some really um, interesting side hustles. If you have pretty handwriting, there are websites you can create your own font. You can go on um, Behance and Design Bundles, create your own font, put it up there, gumroad.com, and sell your own handwriting. And that's not that's not taking nothing from you. So I really would encourage everyone, and I have seen, now I dealt with a situation that caused me to have to step away from my profession for a short period of time. And I'm not going to say what number it is, but I'm about to have a photo shoot to celebrate my quarter one revenue because I've made most people's yearly salary in quarter one and quarter one's not even over yet. And not, that's not even to brag. It's because I really have just been able to monetize what I've learned professionally. So if you are the type of person who feels like you don't want to work forever and you don't want to wait until you're 60 to retire, take two or three years and say, you know what? I'm about to milk this skill because clearly this skill is worth money because they, they want me to learn how to do it. So mm -hmm. that is the, that's the main encouragement that I would give people. And also do not sleep on trades. And I mean, trade school or things you can do because people are going to always need um, HVAC. They're going to always need uh, people to contract around their house. So I think that um, coming up, it was like college was okay and trade school was like, mm, you ain't smart enough. And it's a lot of people who I went to school with who went to trade school making more money than me. Maybe not now, but, you know, they're making a lot of money. So I think that we have to kind of come out of the box and um, create our own perception of what success is, but always have another way to get income, even if it is getting your notary stamp and doing mobile notary services on the weekends. Have you another way to get some corn? Have another way to get some corn. Look, people of God, if you ain't people of God, we that pandemic, I hope it woke up a lot of people. We sometimes we cannot depend on one income, the money that we have coming in. We have to keep now. One thing I can say about Mal Williams, that man can sell sand to the beach. <laughs> now that's not something that I'm skilled in but I'm trying to tell y'all my dad like I, sometimes I would spend the day with my dad first of all I don't know about y'all but country men that's in their 50s first of all they know everybody in their town wherever they live at if they 55 and above them mugs know everybody in their town they know the best places to eat they cool with everybody, don't matter what. It, how you doing? How you doing, sir? How you doing, Ralph? It don't matter where they go. They know everybody in that spot. Okay? So they do, 
All right, bye, bro. I holler at you. So they do, y'all. I'm just very official right now. I don't care, it's my brother. So they do all this stuff. Um, and my dad, he be in thrift shops. He be everywhere, and everybody knows him. Don't matter. Like Quinetta, I didn't. I didn't grow up in no mud. I don't know nothing about no mud. If it was mud, I ain't never seen it. I didn't see no mud. If something was happening, I didn't know. When I, I know when I asked for something, I got it. I might have to wait a little bit, but I still got it. I had the best of everything. I won't never hungry. I won't struggling. I don't know nothing about that. Now in college, I felt like they was trying to teach me a lesson because some weeks they would only give me $25. And I was like, what are you trying to do to me? Like, what are you trying to prove right now? I don't, I don't, what is oodles and noodles? I don't, what's that? My grandma is country. I'm used to sweet potato pies on a random Sunday. It ain't got to be the holiday. So I don't know what this is. I don't, I can't get it. But I'm my parents, it was like, we got to break you in a little bit. You got to know how to budget your money. And then some of those habits, I just did not. I, y'all, I'm just be honest with y'all. I didn't do my best. I did not. I was out here just spending money all frivolously because I knew that I could call my mom or my dad. Hey, I got a dollar and 20 cent. My mama put money in my account. My daddy might talk junk to me, but he gonna put some money in my account. I didn't care about getting fussed out because I knew I was gonna have $200 after he stopped fussing me out. Didn't matter. Do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do real. Fuss me out. But I know when his conversation is over, I'm going to have money in that state employee's credit union account. So I did not care. At any rate, I also learned now that I'm an adult, married, I mean, engaged, married, divorced. Now they're just like, okay, we pay for your wedding. We played a good coin for your wedding. You uh, you figured it out. So what I started doing, like when they said, getting more skills. I went and got my master's degree. I moved to other states so I could make more money. I said, because I, I can't stay in North Carolina like this. I'll never make the amount of money that I want to make. And then aside from that, I'm like, I got to spend some habits. I need more money. So that's when I started creating more things. And that's the thing. When you want more, but honestly, I don't want more money for myself. I really want more money to give it away, to bless other people, to help other people. I do not want to be wealthy for myself. It's so many things that I want to do. Um, and I you gotta have money. My dad says this all the time, one of the best ways to help poor people is to not be one. And it used to come off kind of weird. I said, sir, but he's right. If you want to help poor people, if you want to help people that are disadvantaged, you can't be poor yourself. And then I heard it again. My favorite restaurant in Richmond, Virginia, Southern Kitchen, the lady who owns it, Miss Sean. Miss Shana, she says the same thing. She said, I can't call myself a philanthropist and I ain't got no money. I can't say I want to be a humanitarian and I ain't got no money. It don't work like that. So it is good. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? You cannot say you want to do X, Y, and Z for people and you ain't got no money. You got to have money to help people. So boom, that part. Now, in order to have money, this is the next thing, y'all. And then we about to get up out, get up out of here. Where is it? Balling on a budget. Balling on a budget. You remember when I was telling y'all about them oodles and noodles and that $25 a week? 
I had to figure it out. I can make a little bit go a long way. That's why I like this $2.95 candy from Walmart. They're my favorite things. Okay. Cornetta, help us. Balling on a budget. What can we do? You got to first of all live. Hey, Brandon, I'm going to let her go in a little bit. I promise. I'm going to let her go in a little bit. I swear. He all right. Um, you gotta, you gotta live, you gotta live beneath your means. Number one. Um, one of the biggest mistakes that I've ever made was getting money and being like, Ooh, I got money. And I never understood my mama, you know, my, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a getting out the mud type of childhood. So my mama, sometimes she would be like, Ooh, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta pack my lunch because I, I got $50 to my name for the week. And I'm like, mama, no, you don't. You got a lot of money to your name for the week. Um, and <laughs> it's funny because my husband tells me that I do the same. Can you cut that water off for me? That I do the same thing, right? So, you know, he was like, You have a lot of money, but you would tell me that you can't buy me a cold soda. And it's not having a broke mindset. <laughs> But you know, someone commented on my status today and it was really it was really on point. She was like, it's not having a broke mindset, it's about having a building mindset. Um, and really, the money that we think is a lot of money ain't no money, right? A thousand dollars is an adult a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. even if you have twenty thousand dollars in savings, you have two hundred bucks, sis. You got two thousand, like you, you don't have that much, right? So what I do, what I've learned how to do is I'm I'm stashing money every way I can. I have um, an online automated savings. I have cash envelopes, and I delegate my my incomes to different things. Um, if you go to my Instagram page on my highlights, just this week I started taking my Instagram people on my journey of paying my car off, right and I needed the pub. I need the public. I don't need it, but I was hoping to inspire people by doing this publicly, you know, um, mm -hmm. because I was inspired by watching somebody else do it. And today, somebody texted me and was like, "I saw you're paying your car off on Instagram. What's your cash app? I want to send you a hundred dollars." And so, and what, and the whole the whole thing of me paying my car no car my car off is. I am only paying my car off. You paying my car off using my side hustle income. I'm not taking anything from my business coaching, like my main income. I'm paying my car off using my side hustles, and I'm talking about I'm posting screenshots as invoices are paid, as people are cash apping me because I have designated my side hustle, one of them, to pay my car off. I have another mm -hmm. side hustle that I'm designating to straight up saving for the kids right so when you yeah. have diversified your income and i have set my business up to i like to call it getting sleep coins. so matter of fact literally every day this week that i've gotten up i've made hundreds of dollars before most people have brushed their teeth and not because i have even did anything but i have systems in place so people can learn from me support my business and I don't have to trade time for money. That's the big thing. We have to really up, aside from investing, because I feel like that's high up there, but really have to learn how to create passive 
income streams because while you're getting passive income while you're working especially during covid if you're working from home you have the opportunity to get three incomes at the same time possibly more so that is my main um encouragement for people who are balling on a budget and you know until you don't stop like even if you get to twenty thousand dollars fifty thousand in your savings don't stop like my husband and i we reached a milestone in our savings that i ain't gonna lie i never thought we would reach because we have been through a lot and i just was like god you good but i was like that's not enough so don't stop don't stop keep going until you you sitting on stacks on stacks on stacks and your stacks are making you stacks amen y'all look she was up here first of all i just want y'all to know if you hadn't been on purposely petty this would have cost you a thousand dollars probably more than that okay so don't say i ain't never gave you nothing don't say quinetta ain't never gave you nothing because the right. knowledge that she giving you is over a thousand dollars okay period so take what you learn apply it google or better yet go sign up for consultations with cornetta moore <laughs> it's late my sister i love you thank you for everything you. this has been a very refreshing conversation share it with your peers go listen to it go stream it go do whatever listen at the end of the day we are two black women who want our families to to thrive to do well we want our families to love each other to reconcile and to get that bag ain't no reason why we gotta keep being broke okay no reason exactly free game 99 cent i ain't good at math but i know that cost okay i know that cost a little coin seriously and this is the other thing i'm gonna say and i'm gonna let y'all go if you want more you got to invest more you want more in yourself you have to invest more i am going and she ain't even talked about it, what i'm doing but i'm going to the hustle and hush retreat in november first of all i'm gonna get a wig made that's gonna be out of this world i'm gonna be looking like a millionaire even if i'm not by then which i don't think i will be but hey anything can happen i'm gonna look like a million dollars going to that hush and hustle retreat now, some of y'all done missed your time. You're going to have to look at us on the virtual thing, and that's okay. That's your business. I hope next year that you make it in. All I know, I'm going to be in the next year, too. So if you know what I know, you're going to sign up for her her for her classes, sign up for her master classes, sign up for her hush money, the things that she already got tons and tons of classes that you can just download and do it at your own self-paced. It's no reason why you don't know nothing, okay? It's all here. Cornetta giving us free game. Free game. I love y'all. I got to teach these kids in the morning that don't belong to me, but I want them to do well. So I'm getting ready to get up off of here. <laughs> Cornetta, do you have any lesson words before we hang up? Before we go? Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't take it lightly when anyone um shares their problems with me. What's one of my old students up here? Get off. <laughs> Um, see, and that's that life right there. Um, kudos to all the teachers, though, for real, for real. Um, I still teach. I just have a different audience. Um, so thank you to Charmaine. Everyone, find a way to – I don't believe that full-time entrepreneurship is for everybody, but full-time CEO-ship, everybody can own a business, right? You don't got to do it full-time, but you can own it. So 
Um, if you guys need any help, you can go to www.theclassycoach.com. I have a masterclass coming up next week. Um, I'm, I'm becoming more and more selective about who I work with because I just don't have the time. But I would love, love, love to help anyone in any way I can because someone helped me. And every single, you know, gym I drop or time I talk to anyone inbox or whatever is not a fee. You know, now don't come at me on no free 99 stuff, but I do believe in sowing, sowing my seed and scattering my seed, as the Bible says. So I would love to talk to you guys again, Charmaine. Thank you for having me. And um, I hope to see and y'all. Continue to uh, support Charmaine. She's, I am even, I'm in awe because I never have a chance to watch a full broadcast. Charmaine, you can have a show. Like, just how everything was outlined, superb. Very good job. Thank you! <laughs> My girl said I did a good job, and that's on period. So, good night, everybody. I'll see y'all next week. Next week is when B's brunch. So it's going to be my cousin, Jessica, some other girls. It's going to be great. Make sure y'all tune in next week at 830. And remember, if you're not being petty with a purpose, you're just being plain on me. Y'all have a good night.